Hi everyone, welcome to Style Recognizes Style. If you've never been here before, my name is Tori and this is my fashion podcast. On here we discuss a topic or two weekly within the fashion industry or fashion overall. Before we get into today's episode, make sure to follow me on here, whether you're listening to me on Apple, Spotify, or Anchor, and on Instagram at style, recognize style. So you can stay updated and get reminders for when the podcast will be up. It will be posted weekly on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. So in today's episode, I'm introducing a new segment to my podcast called Fashion Thoughts. Fashion Thoughts is going to be a certain type of episode I will have on the channel, occasionally where we focus on and discuss the fashion slash style in specific movies and TV shows. So today we are going to talk about the movie Mary Antoinette. I love this movie. It's it's interesting because The Bling Ring and Mary Antoinette are obviously such different movies, like such different stories. But like, I feel like you can always tell when Sofia Coppola has directed something. There's just like something about it. They have the same energy in a sense. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. I also could be delusional, but that's just my opinion. Coppola wanted to give a different perspective on Marie Antoinette due to the media at that time's bad perception of her, which gave her an overall bad reputation at that time and throughout history. So when Marie was 14, she was sent over from Austria to marry the Dauphin of France a Dauphin is the eldest son of the King of France. This sets Marie and Louis to become the King and Queen of France once the King passes away. Coppola wanted to show the reality of that situation, that Marie Antoinette was sent over to France to become the future Queen at only 14, and she obviously never had to live a realistic life, so she portrayed Marie's life in a youthful, fun, partying girl, feminine way. Aside from the portrayal of Marie's life, my favorite part of the film is the fashion. And that is what we are here to talk about today. Marie Antoinette was known for her over-the-top fashion during the 18th century. She is one of the people that kept France the fashion capital of Europe during this time. When Marie left Austria to be with Louis in France, she had to stop at the border and get rid of her Austrian clothing and change into clothing made in France. Clothing was an important part of nationality at this time, so she had to enter France wearing French clothing. And this signified her leaving her life as an Austrian princess to become the future Queen of France. You couldn't have the future Queen of France entering France in Austrian clothing. It would not have flown. So that is that. So I'm going to talk 
a bit about the real-life Marie Antoinette now. Not her depiction in the 2007 movie. So, Marie Antoinette was the last queen before the revolution and was known for her overspending on extravagant goods, partying, and adultery. Sounds like my kind of girl. I don't know. One type of extravagant goods she overspent on was clothing. I can relate not, obviously not to like the nearly the same extent, but just like massively overspending on things I don't need, but I do need them, right? (laughs) This led to her fashion choices influencing the masses and leaving a large mark in fashion history. Marie Antoinette still influences style to this day. Marie's taste influenced things such as the popular color palette associated with the Rococo era, pastels like pastel blues, pinks and yellows, and symbols of ultra-femininity such as ruffles, frills, lace, and the extravagant silhouettes. The Rococo era helped pastels dominate the fashion scene, whereas darker colors were preferred previously. Mary Antoinette majorly helped to popularize that. Rococo fashion and culture was dominated by the French court, which was centered at Versailles. Later on, Paris became the fashion capital of France, and it still is to this day. But before the French Revolution, most of the influence came from the royal court. Obviously, the royal court was located in Versailles, and royals had such a large impact and influence during this time. So, of course, that was the fashion capital. That's what makes the most sense, you know? Despite the fact that the French Revolution was quick to end this era, Rococo fashion and Marie Antoinette's impact on the fashion world will never be forgotten. So, now to talk more about the actual film. Marie Antoinette had over 70 costumes in the two-hour film, displaying just how extravagantly and over-the-top the queen lived and dressed. While many of the pieces were historically accurate to outfits that the queen would have worn, they would modernize and make stylistic choices a 14-year-old would make, such as wearing colors like bright turquoise, to remind the audience that Marie was really just a young girl. Costume designer Milena Canonero used a box of pastel macaroons as the movie's color palette due to Coppola, the producer, saying those were the colors she loved. I love those colors too. A lot of the dresses in the movie are thought to have been inspired by dresses the queen wore in some of her portraits. The costume designer chose colors and textures that suited the actress Kirsten Dunst best, regardless of what the real Mary Antoinette would have been wearing. Kirsten Dunst, who played Marie in the movie, said that her hair and makeup took two and a half hours each day to achieve her royal look. I do take a minute to do my hair and makeup, but it's more like 45 minutes than two and a half hours. Imagine sitting that long every day while people do your hair and makeup. I mean, that would be nice. 
It would be nice to sit there probably the first or second time, and then you'd be like, gosh, when is this over, right? So these shoes she wore were made by Manolo Blahnik and Pompeii, and they had hundreds of wigs and hair pieces made. Despite this, they hardly used wigs because the costume designer felt like they didn't really suit the actress. The jewelry in Marie Antoinette was nearly $4 million worth of gems. They wanted to get to as close to this level of decadence the queen lived at as possible. Overall, the film Marie Antoinette and their real life Marie Antoinette have had a massive impact on fashion today. The film helped to revive some of the popularity of the Rococo era centuries after Marie helped to shape it. I love the movie for the way that Coppola tells the Queen's story and for the fashion, of course. I am a fashion design major after all. Let me know if you guys want me to do any more fashion thoughts on movies or TV shows. Please leave me some suggestions on my Instagram, which is style recognize style. So our topic for next week, I have quite a few topics I have lined up that I want to talk about. The topic for next week is the life of Thierry Mugler, how he became the design legend we knew him as. As you guys probably know, Mugler passed away a few days ago, which is very sad. I also want to do a piece on Andre Leon Talley. So I'm going to have those two up soon, but I'm doing Mugler next week. So make sure to follow me on here wherever you're listening and on Instagram at Style Recognize Style to keep updated with when I post. Bye, guys. Mwah.